0: Liquor Talk, brand new episode, starts now What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your man, Victor Welcome to the Liquor Talk podcast We're in the fourth quarter of the Liquor Talk season We're bringing it to an end, ladies and gentlemen Remember to subscribe everywhere, whether you listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio Even on YouTube, we got videos going up on YouTube as well Wherever you get your podcasts at, wherever you get your uh, content creators at Show us some love. Go ahead, show us, because this shit ain't easy, but we here doing it. So pull it up, and we're going to welcome our guest <laughs> today, YouTuber Uniqua. She's holding it down in Los Angeles. She's a rattler. Hey, we love having rattlers on. <laughs> holding it down in LA. It's Yonequa. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. I am doing so well. I want to thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh no problem, no problem. I love to have fam people on. I need to have more fam people on. Yeah. If you out there, y'all listening. I heard you heard you heard your boy give y'all a um a call now. We need to have more of y'all on. All right, so tell the people about your channel, YouTuber Yanika. Yes,
1: yeah, so my YouTube channel, uh my name is pronounced Yanika. I know it's spelled funny, but Yanika, you
0: know, my bad.
1: Um, no worries. But it's a channel about overcoming obstacles. Um, If you didn't know, I'm from the ghettos of Jamaica. I came to the States when I was about 11. And I've been basically overcoming obstacles my whole life. You know, like coming from the ghetto that comes with a certain mentality that you have to break out of in order to get to where you're trying to go. And so I created my channel as a way to talk about things like that. I bring on people myself that, you know, are going through certain careers or certain changes. I talk love and relationships, career, um, fitness, a little bit of everything, but the main purpose is to just overcome things in life.
0: That's real, that's real. So. Talk to me, what, what inspired you to go ahead and start your channel? Because so many people are starting their YouTube channels and everybody is starting their content. So what inspired you to get started?
1: So actually, initially, I came out to L.A., right? I live in California, in Los Angeles. And I initially came here for acting. And as I was going through starting that journey, I found I just wasn't really passionate about it. But I actually started the channel as a way to not just overcome obstacles, but like talk about overcoming obstacles, but also to um, learn to speak on camera. I wanted to improve my public speaking skills. And so I did that, and I end up really liking it. I really, really liked it. So I started talking about other topics, and now I just enjoy it a lot. So. I enjoy bringing people on. I enjoy talking about the different challenges people face. So um, that's pretty much why I started and where I'm at now.
0: That's real. Now, if you want to help with public speaking, you should have took some classes at FAMU because that's where your boy learned how to speak and stuff. That's where I I mastered it. I I came. That's where I learned how to public speak. but. We all got our different journeys though. But you said you're in Los Angeles. How the hell are you surviving out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's nonstop work, hustle, finding a way. <laughs> That's what you have to do out here. I mean, well, technically, I went to FAMU for account. Well, I went for business administration. I switched over to accounting. <laughs> and um, so there's always jobs in accounting. That's the positives of it and so that's how you survive you pick up little accounting jobs or whatever here and there i actually started a bookkeeping and tax company now which is to launch later in the year so um you just find a way out here i think it's more difficult for those who are pursuing certain entertainment careers because you have to like you can't work like a regular nine to five type job like you have to like work like Postmates and, and work little odd serving type jobs like that, which sometimes aren't reliable as far as income goes. So I think those people typically have a more challenging time out here than someone who's able to pick up like a more stable type of job, if that makes sense.
0: That's real. That's real. Now, the reason I asked is because I looked at gas prices. Yeah, I saw gas prices was like at four ninety five. <laughs> Uh, by the airport, I said, I can't complain because y'all paying damn it 8 y'all at $8 a gallon. I'm like, how the hell?
1: Yep. Gas in my neighborhood. Like I have a gas station that I go to down right down the street and it's like $6 right now. In other areas, it's closer to $7. At one point, I think it was like $8 in Beverly Hills. But right now where I'm at, it's $6. It's rough. It's very rough with these gas prices but thankfully I work from home so I don't have to drive too much <laughs> but I do feel for those who like have to drive a lot because the the prices are ridiculous here and I mean yes. even when prices as when had went up as well like so everything's been going up and up and up except pay wages. yes
0: everything but the wages are going <laughs> up it is crazy because I heard at one point they said Florida was more expensive than California but I said I said, I think California said nope. Mm-mm, no. it's still really I don't. Expensive.
1: Did Florida even reach five dollars yet with gas?
0: It's at know. four ninety. It was at four ninety five. I saw it by the airport today. It <laughs> was at by the Jacksonville airport. It was like four ninety five. But then when I came into Tampa today, it was at like four seventy five. So we right there. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i'd always say whichever city got the most gas and right now we're we're somewhere between six dollars and eight dollars so i'd say we're more expensive
0: now have they made electric cars a little bit more affordable out there or no because this don't make any sense
1: i'll say i'm not a hundred percent certain because i drive a gas car but there are a lot more people getting electric cars out here. Out here, Teslas are just like another car. You see Teslas everywhere. you know. So I think they are getting more electric cars. And out here, too, it's kind of different than the East Coast. Everyone is very health conscious, save the economy, and stuff like that. So <laughs> some people will just get the electric car for the simple fact of, saving fuel and not polluting the air and i mean it's a beautiful thing but i'm not i'm not sure how many more people are getting electric cars but i think the electric thing was happening out here long before the pandemic or, or before yeah. all these prices
0: yes yes that's definitely what it is but what made you decide i want to up and move to california from basically living in florida because Florida and California are like two worlds. They're both warm, but it's two totally different places.
1: Well, actually I moved here from Philly. So um, when I left college in 2016, I actually moved back. My hometown in America is Philadelphia. That's where my mom's side is. I moved back there for two years and I was trying to sort out my life. Like, okay, what do I wanna do in life? What's this, what's that? I mean, I graduated with accounting, but I wasn't even sure if I wanted to do accounting. It's weird, like you graduate with something and you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. But I, while I was there, I was thinking to either move back to Florida, to South Florida, or to, um, I was like, why not move to California and try to pursue dreams, you know, like dream? Well, I had this childhood dream of being an actress and model, but then when I came here and I saw how it was, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really passionate about that. I just enjoy the scenery now. I enjoy the warmth. I think the weather here, to me, it's better because it rains a lot in Florida and I hate the rain. But I'd say the culture in Florida is probably better. I feel like Florida is a little more cultured as far as like island type culture. Out here, it's more like a lot more Mexicans, where it's like in Florida, it's more. Island people and like Africans and stuff like that. But um the main reason was really to pursue certain dreams and and then I fell in love with doing vlogs.
0: Mm. Mm, <laughs> that's real. That's real. You know, we were probably a family around the same time because I graduated spring 2016. So
1: Oh yeah, then yeah, we were then. Wait, we're the yes. same year
0: then. <laughs> yes, we graduated the same year. I'm surprised our paths didn't cross.
1: I feel like I've seen you before though. I don't know where, but I feel like, have you been to the island parties? I don't know. Probably. I, like I went to a couple
0: you. of island parties. I probably went to a couple yeah. of island parties.
1: So I definitely feel like I've I've definitely seen you at family because I'm like, you look familiar, but I just don't know where exactly.
0: <laughs> Let's see. I'm, I was at some of the island parties. I did take a couple of classes over in SBI as well, so.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I saw you in SBI. <laughs> I I, I think was that.
0: all over that damn campus. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I definitely probably saw you.
0: Yes. So, you know, this past week, it was um anniversary for the the birthday of the March 100, which was June 1st, right?
1: I did not know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it because I followed uh, a couple of um, former March 100 people that were posting about it. I said, wow, Shout out to the hundred. It's it's bad. It was never the same when they got suspended because, like I said, I was there when they we were off campus. It just it wasn't the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I was there at this. I think it's when the year I came in because I came in 2012. I think it happened right before that, actually.
0: Yep, yep. So. <laughs> yeah, not to tell my age, but I was there. I was there like when they got kicked off, and also I was there. Um, during the damn incident, because I had heard about the damn incident um, that happened while at the Florida Classic because some people were talking about it on that thing about one or two in the morning, they said somebody had died. And I was like, and then then on my birthday, I had to see the press conference they host on campus. I'm like, are y'all serious? <laughs> y'all bring this shit up. They pull, they go hard because it's a black school. Yeah. But white schools, they do it all the time
1: no that's very true which is really sad you know um funny enough when i applied to famu i didn't even know what the hbcu was until i got there i had no, no idea about college i knew nothing you know i kind of as a teenager i was figuring it out on my own so when i went and then they start talking about hazing and all this stuff i'm like what is that like i'm like what is that I feel like I was going through college, just learning what college is exactly, where I feel like a lot of people came in already having an idea of college. So when I came in and I I heard like, you know, even sororities were getting suspended and and, and fraternities and and then the marching 100 thing, to me, it was all like, what's going on, you know?
0: oh so you probably one of the ones that i'm gonna come here i'm gonna get my degree and i'm gonna get out i'm not i don't give a damn about campus life what's all this bullshit going on
1: (laughs) well funny enough i mean i was intrigued but like i was a bro college kid so it's like i tried to get involved i feel like the only thing i really got involved in was the caribbean group because it didn't cost much to be involved with that but like joining a lot of other stuff i just I honestly didn't have money to join it, but I mean, I always found everything they're interested in. I did technically was a part of campus life. I mean, I was president of the Caribbean group. I was the Miss Caribbean Student Association at one point. I was a treasurer at one point. So, um, and we did collabs with other organization on campus. So I actually was technically involved in campus okay.
0: life. see you, I see you, I see you. <laughs> So listen, it was a lot of good times, and um, I I was involved too. I did a lot of different things. I was in NAACP, NAACP, I was in the Men of Strength. I was I was also in um National Association of Black Journalists and stuff. So nice. I was in all that stuff. Oh, and you're also-
1: from J School. Yes. Okay.
0: That's why I told you if you wanted to learn about public speaking, you should have took a couple <laughs> courses at FAMU. But don't you see- but to all my people out there look listening, consider, considering going to college, if you're gonna go to FAMU, go there, and also oh, don't take the public speaking class. It'll help, but the broadcast announcing class that'll definitely get you right.
1: <clears throat> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wish I—I I mean, money was like a bickle for me in college, so I couldn't just be taking like random classes. All the classes I take took were like classes I needed sort
0: of thing, so... Oh, I got you, because um, you you probably coming from out of state, weren't you?
1: Technically, yeah, they considered me out of state. Hmm.
0: More power to you, because <laughs> I know a lot of people that um, still went to FAMU you despite um, being out of state, and I respect the hell out of that, because you could easily find a way to stay in your home state, you know, so...
1: Yeah, F- well, funny enough, I was living in Florida the year before... I, my last year of high school, I spent in Florida with my uncle, Um, it was just a lot with that why I never became in-state, but um, it was interesting, because I didn't know what college was. I didn't even know there was a difference between in-state and out-of-state until I got to college. I'm like, what is this? Like, why am I being charged so much? You know, (laughs) like, those out-of-state fees are nothing to play with. I actually, wouldn't encourage people to go out of state for school unless um you you're getting a scholarship like yes almost a full ride or close to one.
0: You better that be getting a full ride scholarship. And honestly that's why because I applied for some other HBCUs, but I was like, you know what? Y'all, y'all tripping with these fees and stuff because I'm mm-hmm. here in Florida. Cause I, so I looked at Tennessee State. I looked at Alabama State. I looked at um Looked at Hampton also, but I was like, nah, these fees are ridiculous. And also, I even looked at our rival Bethune, but they private asses. I'm like,
1: oh, yeah, it wouldn't make sense.
0: Yes, Bethune wouldn't make sense because it's like the campus is so damn small, it's like a high school. I know high schools are, I've seen bigger high schools than Bethune Cooking Campus, <laughs>
1: and I guess the family. Um
0: Bethune rivalry still lives on in you. <laughs> it always does. You know, <laughs> y'all say is because I actually had a, a Bethune Cookman Wildcat on on look talk a couple of episodes ago. She was she was talking that mess, but we recorded, but she didn't have nothing to say when I came on her podcast with my Famu hoodie after the classic though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think. Bethune wins that battle and I'm not even just speaking as a rattler just speaking as a person I'm just like they're they're not big enough they're
0: not yeah, they'll, they'll get there one these days um I, I wish they would <laughs> just go ahead and I think what would help them is if they got state funding or somehow you know
1: possibly possibly for sure but
0: but ladies and gentlemen this is look at talk the more you drink the better we sound so go ahead pull up that <laughs> and look if you haven't done so already your boy's on some rum tonight, <laughs> so go ahead and pour up <laughs> some liquor. Ooh, Maybe I kind of rum you, room you room. got? Believe it or not, I have a coworker who's from the islands. They inspired me by Ray and nephew. Ooh, ooh, ooh. See, I know my <laughs> island rooms a little bit. You know, I know my island rooms a little bit.
1: I'm done. Yeah, Ray and nephew will definitely get you there.
0: Yes, it definitely <laughs> does job, but um. What's something you miss about college life?
1: I feel like I miss how simple it seems life was. Like when you leave college, you basically have to formulate your own schedule and formulate your own this. And when you're in college, you have your classes, they're set, right? And then you know, okay, they're having this party or that party or that event, or this event. So it's like, you kind of know what you're expecting. And I feel like in the real world, it's like stuff hits you left and right out of nowhere. And trying to figure out all of that, I say I miss the simplicity of college. I do miss the Caribbean group. We used to turn up like, well, not just turn up. We did a lot, but we, turned up a lot. I don't turn up no more. (laughs) Um, We used to do a lot of service events, a lot of campus events that were very fun, but now it's like now you have to go searching for events sometimes or you have to join a different group out here and and make sure and then figure out if it's going to be good or not. So. I don't know, I guess the main thing is missing the simplicity. I, I like the simplicity of college and just knowing what you're going to get um, week by week.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I definitely feel you there because even being here in Florida, like even being in Tampa, I'm am like, still trying to find events and stuff. Excuse me. Whereas campus, you heard about events. Somebody was talking <laughs> about it. Somebody was texting you about it. Somebody tweeted you about it. You heard about the events and stuff. Yeah. You, know? you heard about what was going on? There was always something to do, so you could never be bored. Home, so and if somebody was turning up, you just <laughs> never know. You walk on campus, you look like you ready to get lit. Somebody gonna invite you to a party. Somebody turning up, you know. So, but yeah. I think,
1: that's so like, true too. And you have to also remember, remember Tallahassee is a college town too. Yes. It's such a small town, but it's like the three college ca- or universities are there, and um. They, they seem, I remember my freshman year, they like, it was a party every day, like of the week almost, right? Yes. My freshman year, I was at a party like every week. I, I never partied in high school, so going to college, I'm like, oh, I'm free, parties. <laughs> like, I was there my whole freshman year, like, I think I went to, to, to one party a week. It was, It it was crazy. Like and and, and Tallahassee being such a college town made it even crazier because out here in like L.A., for example, I don't feel like L.A. is a college type of town. So you even though if you go to like a UCLA or something like you'll get that college experience on campus, I feel like with Tallahassee, you could get the college experience all over like you had people from fsu and tcc coming over to famu and mm-hmm. it just made it so much more vibesy, as us jamaicans would say
0: yes yes <laughs> it definitely did and also it also created a little rivalry because fam it'd be the black fsu students or the black tcc students talking shit about fam you and then we got to be like y'all talking shit about us but y'all pulling up the, our parties y'all pulling up <laughs> our homecoming Man, listen. But I feel you know, and it's like college towns, going back to something you said about college towns, that's where you get the full experience. Now, if I was in LA or even Atlanta or hell, even Tampa, I would not be thinking about college. Like, right? hell, and that's why it's a blessing disguise that I didn't go down to school in Miami because it's like, oh who the hell is thinking about some school when you in Miami? <laughs>
1: No, that's so true. When I think about it, I'm actually really thankful I went to college in a college town. I feel like it did make my little broke college experience a lot better.
0: Hey, don't feel bad. I had a broke college experience too <laughs> until I started working and stuff. But then by the time I started working, I found I was just too too damn tired to go to the parties and stuff. So now I'm starting to get washed because shit, I'm I'm working this damn job. And I ain't gonna lie, I was one of them. If it was a big party, I knew I had to be at. A lot of people there, I I find a way to be there. Cause it's true I'd be calling off. But and I feel you on the not partying so much until I got to got to college. still but what I learned to do is what people need to do is get your studies done before you go out to the parties. Because one of my friends, he was a um doctoral student. He rubbed off on me because I would see him in the library. I see Brad in the library doing his studies. And then he'll hit me up like hey 9 10 o'clock bro we're gonna go out tonight i'm like okay cool <laughs> so of course that second semester i started okay let me get my studies done during the daytime and stuff get everything i need to get done and then i'm gonna go out here and then i'll hit the streets and turn up so what's something you regret about your college time is something you wish you can go back you could just have if you could go back what's something you wish you you could change
1: um, that's something I would wish I changed in college. Honestly, I tend to live life with no regrets. So I feel like I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't go through even all the struggles I went through in college. I feel like I wouldn't become the woman that I am. So I can't say there's any regrets. If there's stuff I would change, like one of the ways I was able to, like, even afford school was every year, like, i go to, like, FAMU Foundation. i stay in the dorms. And then every year, i go to the foundation and have them cover the, the dorms. So I never really paid for housing when I was on campus, technically, because the foundation covered it. Um, but my last year, I decided to move on campus, off campus, thought it would be cheaper. That was such a bad idea. I should have stayed my ass on the college apartments. Um So I think that's probably the one really bad mistake I made, but I wouldn't change it for anything because what I went through, I feel like pushed me to where I am today. And I'm very happy with where I am and where I'm going. So if I take away that experience, it wouldn't have built the character that you see today. Let me put
0: it I, I definitely agree with that now <laughs> that I think about it. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, although I will say that I found like, I, if I would have known about the FAMU Foundation, I would have just simply tried to apply through housing <laughs> through there because I, I was dealing with the on-campus living because I found that when I broke down the math and I found a cheap place at the time, uh, this I come out paying, if I just get the net check, pay up my rent, I'm good compared to, you know, having to live on campus and then having to get a meal plan and stuff. Those yeah. things added up. But one thing I, I I do agree with you on not um changing much, but one thing I do wish I would change, I would, I wish I would have met the one while I was on campus, like so many people oh. did, because <laughs> there are so many people I know of that they met the one while they were on campus. And I'm like, you blessed motherfuckers. Because no. truly this dating pool is trash right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, what do they say? There's it. there's a lot of peanuts. Um, and uh, I, 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 I wish, I guess I, I would have met the one there. I thought maybe I would have. I thought, you know, there was a point I was seeing someone while there and I thought we would, maybe one day work out, but we just weren't a good fit. And I wasted too much time on that, honestly. So that's probably why I miss my whatever one was at FAMU. <laughs> but I tend to think that everyone's life is not meant to go the same way. Some people are meant to meet their person in college. And some of us are meant to meet our person after college. Um, you know, I feel like, Going through as a single person, you experience life a little different um, mm-hmm. in your 20s than going through as a person in a relationship. And I feel like I learned a lot about myself going through my 20s as a single person that I probably would not have learned if I was in a a relationship um, mm-hmm. earlier in my 20s, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely feel you there. And I definitely... Think about that. Yeah, it, it makes some sense because you do go through things differently. But I can't say a blessing out of it is. I'm um, at least we're not one of those people who, who got who got pregnant, who got someone pregnant and they had to leave campus for couple years. So at least we didn't get a kid out of it. So, but oh, yeah, I say yeah, shout, yeah. Out, shout out to the ones that had the kid and still stayed put because I know so many people. As soon as they had the kid, that was a wrap. They were going that next yeah. semester. I'm like. They because were, I remember running to somebody, um, I was working at a call center somewhere. I ran to somebody. She said, yeah, you look familiar. I saw you on campus. She said, yeah, I had a baby. And that's why I love. I'm like, that's why you love? <laughs> there was so many daycares day and stuff on campus and stuff. So they, I feel like, you, if you put forth the effort, fam you will find a way to help you.
1: No, yeah, I agree. Like if you no, that's that was the whole thing with the housing. Like I technically never had a housing scholarship or anything. What I would do is I just sign up for housing and at the end of the year, I went to them to get money. They'd look at my grades and they'd be like, "Oh, she's doing well. Oh, she's 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 she's, she's going to the next grade." So they just they just paid it off. They cleared the balance and then I was able to continue. So Family is always helping if you ask for the help, but a lot of times people don't want to ask for help, and then they wonder why they don't get what they want. Like I, 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 I was kind of one of those person at one point. To now, where now I ask for help if I need it, because the worst thing a person can say is no. But you're not gonna know unless you ask. Um, and I agree with the 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 people who left with the the kids thing, like they really didn't have to if a lot were more were willing to ask for help. Cause the one thing I would say about fam, you and, and just the community in general going to a HBCU is people are willing to help you yes. if you ask for help. I remember like, even when I was, um, I became Miss Caribbean Student Association as a sophomore, I was this shy person. <laughs> And they sent me out there to go fundraise. <laughs> I had to be walking around the set asking for money. And I was just like, this is not something I want to do. However, people were actually donating. Like, if you ask yes, for help in a good. nice way, like people will actually help you out. So um that's just really what it was. Like, I, I wish more people would have done that. And I think that they definitely would have gotten the help. But one thing I noticed too is that some of the mothers who left at that point, or even, I guess, even some of the men who left for whatever reason, um, they end up, some of them going back, not to FAMU specifically all the time, but they went back to a different school and finished out their degree. So, you know, they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish in the end is technically what matters. But yeah, FAMU is very helpful. That's one of the things I can say, like, I definitely encourage, Black people to go to HBCUs, even though I had no idea what an HBCU was when I was going, when I first started. Um, but the I don't feel like I would have ever gotten that experience at a PWI, and so I'm thankful for
0: that. Yeah, listen, I totally agree with you there. Like, don't feel bad. I didn't have I knew family was HBCU, but it didn't hit you until you got to campus. It didn't really hit you. It didn't stick with you that I'm really at a black college that I'm on campus and I see nothing but black people. You know,
1: and what I'm black saying, it excellence, was, like yeah, so no, many no, black was, people, was, like going after all different types of degrees. I mean, I was in SBI, we had the forum seeing the black students in their business suits, and I mean, everything was it was just such a nice experience to go through because the thing about it is when you go into the real world, you're depending on what type of company you to go work for, but most people aren't going to ever have that experience where you're surrounded by black people again, you know? <laughs> and you're not In your adult life, like, you're not, most people are not going to have that experience again, because most companies, you know, are white-owned and um, typically have mostly white people, so um, that's typically what you're going to experience once you leave the world, so I think it was nice to just get that little experience of being around so much black excellence, like I definitely encourage it for you know people to send their black students to HBCUs and you get that sense, you know, there's so many different things to do, whatever you're into, and you get that little sense of like family and you you do feel like you fit in more in a sense. Technically, though, I was a minority because <laughs> I'm from the island. So that's actually a minority on an HBCU campus. But <laughs> yeah, so I was a minority within a minority group. Ain't that crazy, right?
0: Yeah, but, that, that's crazy. And, it, and I'm sad that people made you feel like that because I know plenty of island students. They fit right in at home and stuff because... And also, one thing I do miss about campus is how fast you can make friends like... Somebody could recognize you from sitting in class. Like, hey, did you get no so and so? Or if you see somebody studying and y'all in the same class, that's a new buddy. I'm like, you don't know many classes I actually pass that way just from sitting with somebody that was struggling. We figured it out together and stuff. And I remember sitting by somebody one time in the library. We literally typed a paper the at the same time. The paper was due tomorrow in the morning. We both in there doing that at the same time. There were just so many different ways to make connections and stuff. Hell, even going to the games and people sitting at the calf. It's like, and if you if they see you at one thing, they will recognize you fast. I'm like, damn, I'm you, don't, you don't you don't get that in real life. You know what I'm saying? You don't get that out here. Like, you're not gonna be you'll see your coworkers, but you're not gonna be going up to them like, hey, I recognize you. Unless of course, unless of course that they black, but you know. You don't get that
1: a lot. No, that's kind of true for sure. I I think, I wouldn't say like, I felt like people were excluding me per se. I think it's just me not understanding college. And also me, I had to like, kind of learn black culture a little bit. I feel like in college, you know, like black American culture, I should say, because, I hadn't been around Black American culture like that until I went to college, and and it was a new experience for me. So that's probably more so why it felt like even though I was Black and everything, it felt like, okay, I was kind of out of place. But then, like I said, college has so many things. I found a Caribbean group, and I felt like I fit right in.
0: Yes, of course, of course. (laughs) And have you linked up with any of the HPC graduates out there in California? Because I know that was a you group a long time ago. That no, was out I mean, there all the out there in California. Group me.
1: <laughs> I mean, the group me, funny enough, like I have not gone to any of their thing yet. I think they're having something coming up and I keep saying, I'm gonna go. There well, is a group me, you?
0: huh? Well, what's stopping you?
1: So when I first moved out here, <laughs> I had to be figuring out my life, you know. I came out here with like five thousand dollars and just like two suitcases, so I had to like for the first couple years, I was like figuring it out out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I I felt like I couldn't really do stuff. Like now, I feel like I can do stuff. Now I'm like really settled. I have my own little place now and. I feel like now I can really do a lot more of what I want to do out here. So I think that's what it was for me. But also, they had kind of stopped having events. You know, COVID hit one about one year after I came here. That's when COVID.
0: Oh a damn! Later, you when came at the wrong hit. time.
1: So <clears throat> COVID like stopped a lot. They were having. They had like a few events before COVID, but once. COVID hit, then everything went blank. And I think they're just now trying to start having stuff again. And so I said, I'm gonna start trying to go. But yeah, I've I've actually met one family person out here. Um, we had went to something like a little over a week ago. Um, there's another girl that was actually in my organization, but she left. And then I actually went to the restaurant that one of the FAMU persons manage. She manages that restaurant. And so that was interesting. I have her on Facebook. And she's actually a part of, I think she's one of the leaders of the group me. So I said, I'm going to start going to the group, the group me events now. <laughs> so I'll see how that goes. There's a good little batch of us out here. They're just kind of spread out
0: yes yes yeah you gotta, you gotta make those connections because you know y'all start reliving college and that's how you build a bond with people because you'll be talking about the different dorms and talking about the steps and <laughs> what i found is when you talk to somebody about colleges and stuff it's like you'll start telling your experience and you never know somebody might have the same exact experience so as you true. So, and
1: that is so true
0: it's so true so you just gotta get out there and go to these events <laughs> and stuff I don't have you that That's
1: the problem, too. It's like they'll have one event, but it's like if I have something else going on that day, I can't make the event. So now I got to wait however long for them to come up with another event because they weren't really active due to COVID. So hopefully now they'll maybe start doing monthly events so that I can actually make the events or one of them. No, other don't, don't,
0: don't feel bad. I'll be saying the same thing about the FAMU chapter in Tampa Bay all these people here in Tampa, y'all can't make nothing happen. Like, Yeah, there's
1: a lot of family people in Florida in general in Tampa, yes. so y'all, you don't So I
0: feel it on that day? painting, and I'm like, y'all ain't really making nothing happen. Y'all not talking about going to events and stuff. Now that, okay, now that COVID, now we passed COVID, you know? So, they I don't, do events, going. They don't mm-hmm. do events there? They don't do
1: events there?
0: no i haven't heard anything okay. no events no nothing so so i'm gonna i might have to i don't know part of me might if i stick around long enough i will because i have been considering relocation so but if i don't relocate i will definitely talk to them about hey let's go ahead and start going to some events let's do some events because all of us in florida we all networking and stuff so we can help each other
1: no yeah for sure for sure
0: but I like, said, but not like that campus um, networking. So you going to homecoming this year?
1: Yeah, um, that's the plan. That's the plan. I, I plan to go this year for sure. Oh. I haven't gone back to a homecoming yet. I kind of wanted to go last year, but I didn't know if they were having it or not. And by the time I did figure out they were having it, it was just too late for me to go. So
0: yeah.
1: I said I'm going to go this year.
0: I'm gonna try to go this year, even though it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a struggle to find a hotel. But I'm gonna try to go this year because even though this year is gonna be a struggle because Florida State and FAMU have football games the same weekend. Usually, what happens is Florida State's either on a bye or they are playing an away game, but they got their game at the same time FAMU game. So Tallahassee is gonna be crazy that weekend. But I know one thing: if I don't go to the FAMU, if I don't go to the Florida Classic, I'll definitely be at the Florida Classic.
1: No, yeah, for sure. And thankfully, though, I have, you know, one of my closest friends is still in Tallahassee. I have members of my old board in Tallahassee. So I feel like I won't have to book a hotel, thankfully.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> hotels yeah, yeah.
0: be <laughs> Yes, hotels be gone. But as soon as they drop the day, everybody and they mama done book the hotels. But what's going to happen, though, is people are going to start... When you get close to the time, people are going to start trying to get out of the hotels, though, because they're not going to try. They're not going to make it, so. You think so? Yeah. Sometimes I know so, though, because it happened to me one year where it's like uh, I had accepted a new job, and they told me I couldn't travel or nothing, so it's like I couldn't go. So I ended up giving my hotel to somebody else, so. Okay. That
1: makes sense. So I know
0: if I can do it. I know if somebody else is out there, so. But yeah. I'm i I'm definitely gonna get that hotel booked because I'd love to do a, do a live show at my hotel with the people, you know. Yeah,
1: that would be cool. Would yes, be so it cool. would definitely be
0: cool. Cause like you, I haven't been back since I graduated, and you know, and we graduated around the same time, and I just, yeah. I haven't had, haven't had chance to drive up there. Cause outside of Famu, it's just nothing to do. with Outside of colleges, it's just nothing to do in Tallahassee.
1: Yeah, like it's a very college town. So it's like when you're a grown person, like, um, you know, with me in my later part of my twenties now, with you know, for people in their thirties, it's like if you're in Tallahassee and and you're grown, it's just like weird in a sense. Like it, you feel yeah. out of place almost, if that makes
0: now, sense. And like I said, nothing against the locals and stuff. I met some cool locals, but I'm just like, you settled down here. But
1: no, that's true. Like, you you look and you're like, you know, when my mom came for my graduation, she was like, Why'd you come to school here in the country? Like, why are you in the country?
0: (laughs) Your mama thought Tallahassee was country.
1: (laughs) She said, All you see is bush, it's bush everywhere. Because when she came, we she booked the, it was booked so last minute that there was no like hotels or anything really available. So she had to sit at this Airbnb and it took her to, you know, Tallahassee has those outskirts part and it be real bushes out there. So <laughs> she was mm-hmm. like, this is the country and, and, and she was scared of Florida. I'm not even going to lie.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. She, I- she was scared of florida but you told me that you grew up in the rougher parts of jamaica
1: well my mom left when i was young but but she never really liked the rough jamaica she, she's not a fan of jamaica rough, like because of our her upbringing and stuff so <laughs> she likes where she is in philly where it's city and everything like that but in jamaica where i'm from in the hood it's it's like the city so it's not bushes everywhere like but there are the country parts of because i'm from kingston but there's country parts in jamaica and they have a lot of bush so when she came to tallahassee and the airbnb was in the bush she was like why you bring me to the bush you know like so i think that's what it was for her like she felt like she just was back in the country or something
0: (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. So going back to Jamaica, like, so Kingston is the rough part because I thought Kingston was the part where all the tourists want to go.
1: <laughs> not, a lot, not a lot of tourists go to Kingston. Most, well, most tourists, I feel like they go to Montego Bay, um, Ocho Rios, Negril type areas. Um, those are more the touristy spot. Kingston is considered rougher parts of Jamaica, but not all of Kingston is rough. There is, um, I guess, an upper-class Kingston, if you will. But where I'm from in Kingston, it's very rough,
0: so. mm, Okay. Have you ever thought about maybe relocating back to Jamaica? Did, ever, did that ever come up in your mind or no?
1: To live? No, because I've been here since I was 11, so. Going there to live would be weird. I feel like... My childhood, yeah, most of it was spent there, but I feel like my adulthood was all here. So I feel like most of what I know is here. Like even when I do go to Jamaica, I'm having to ask questions because I still have family there and I'm having to ask, oh, Jamaica don't do this, Jamaica don't do that. And they're like, no, Jamaica is not America. And I'm just like, oh, really? So I don't think I would live there, but I do plan to buy like a house down there and stuff like that. And um, being that I'll be working from home, I plan to for the rest of my career. Um, I plan to go there sometime, spend a month there working from home sort of deal.
0: Man, that would be nice just to work from home and be at the island and shit. <laughs> that's why if I ever owned a beach house, I'd be like, shit, I wanna work from home too. like. <laughs> But the way these gas prices are looking i'm like i need a job that tell me work from home anyway i'm like because shit don't make no sense
1: wait what field are you in
0: man my field right now i'm in a um i'm in a sales field i'm in a um credit card processing field i'm in a tech field i'm at i work for the company that makes the credit card machines if you will
1: yeah if, if you're selling, you gotta be in
0: person. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, I'm not even sales. I'm just like telling people to to plug the shit in. You know, what I'm saying I'm one of them people, but I'm trying to get to the point well, where I'm- you saying, can do that from home. No, you can, but the, the the bosses of the company don't believe in working from home. They believe mm-hmm. in us driving out here with gas prices that make you want to rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> My like, goodness
1: yeah they're tripping they just they want to keep us in they want to keep control i think when they have jobs like that and they don't have you working from home it's it's to keep control a sense of control
0: i mean i mean i don't know how they feel that they're not in control because they got things on their their little computers they give us that can track us down i'm like have they not Mm -hmm. figured out technology where you can track somebody down with that computer, like figure out what they're doing and stuff. Like, come on. Wait, now. what? Wait, what? No, you know, with certain company jobs, they can program the computers to where they can track you down to track what you're doing and stuff.
1: Oh, like on the computer?
0: Yeah, on like the in your
1: home. Like, you scared no, me. No,
0: no, <laughs> no. Don't be, don't be afraid. They, they haven't started doing that shit yet. They know if
1: I'm taking a nap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i'm pretty sure they have ways they can track and be like and also they can track about your production they'll be like hey what have you been doing this past uh but then again i'll be doing shit when i'm there sometimes so i'm like look hey what y'all gonna no, do that's
1: true that's true <laughs> that's funny though they need to have you working from home so you can like come work in the islands and whatnot
0: yes that'll be <laughs> just beautiful or just have a nice view as long as someone have a strong wi-fi signal you know have a nice view working outside but yeah but ladies and gentlemen this is liquor talk the more you drink the better we sound so go ahead and pour up that liquor and remember to subscribe to the channel and remember that we are in the fourth quarter of the liquor talk season it has been a great season so far i do appreciate you alls support i got more announcements coming soon so stay tuned for that and also speaking of philadelphia I didn't even read the story, but I want to say rest in peace and prayers up to the residents of Philadelphia because I heard there was another mass shooting, and I heard there was a shooting in Philly. I'm like I just saw that
1: today for this call.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that when I was I somebody mentioned it on the radio when I was driving home. I'm like, Are you serious? We got another mass shooting.
1: It said eleven were injured and three people died.
0: I'm like, what in the hell is going on?
1: I, I, I don't know. It's like, I was saying the other day before the Texas shooting, I, I get a lot of news notifications on my phone. And I was saying, um, I'm getting a lot of mass shooting notifications. Like it felt like every other week there was a mass shooting. So I kind of was like, what is going on? Then the Texas thing happened. And i'm just like what's really going on out here and why is there so much mass shooting like where are people heads at like is society getting to a point where people are so mentally exhausted they just want to keep shooting up the place
0: and i'm just like and nobody i guess there's like they people just want to get shoot up places and ain't nothing gonna have they know ain't nothing gonna happen to them if if it's a certain color of people, they know ain't nothing really gonna happen to something, they'll probably really find a way to get them off the hook. But honestly, people be looking at the government to do something, to do something. I'm starting to believe they're not gonna do nothing until it's somebody of color beat up shooting up these places. Like let it be a black person going up to these places, shooting at, at other people and stuff, you know. That's when they'll do something about it. But until then, but yeah. they know it's black people ain't, ain't that crazy.
1: No, I feel like. I feel like with most politicians, I feel like they, a lot of, not maybe it's not all of them, but it seems most of them, they do a lot of whatever fits their agenda and will help them. So if them tackling this issue at this point isn't going to help their them get reelected or whatever, they're not going to tackle it right now. What they typically do is, they wait until closer to election time to start saying, I'm gonna do this, this, and this in my next term to try to get the voters to vote. And, and it, I mean, what? it happened with the presidency. I mean.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you have all the talk, but when you get office, them private, them private donors start talking to you. They start putting up the money and uh, get laws in their interest. They're like, hey, I'll pay you if you put this law in place and stuff. They start getting good laws that would benefit their business and their profits and stuff. So, and it's crazy.
1: It, it is. And, and I feel like with the shootings too, like for some politicians, it won't, they won't tackle it either until they are trying to get reelected or until it hits closer to home. And you have to think a lot of these, you know, politicians and stuff, their kids are in private schools where you don't hear of mass shootings in in those type of schools, really. It's usually the public schools. And so for them, it's like, it's not their issue at this point. Like, it's not their it's not a benefit to them to tackle it at this point. They let the people bicker online about what to do. Then they look at those things and, and hit and, and put it in their talking points for when they're trying to get reelected, which is really sad because it's just like, I feel like these shootings and just, even if you look at social media in general, it you can tell like it seems people's mental health is not, being taken care of properly and and you know some people are acting out in different ways and one of these ways is shooting up the place sadly um so I I don't certain know what we can do about it other than <clears throat> I, I can officially vote now I became a citizen last year.
0: Oh congratulations
1: <laughs> I guess for us, it's to try to get people elected that will actually help, but everyone is always, there's always a vote, a battle between Democrats and Republicans. And um, sometimes neither of them are trying to help. So it's like, we as a people might have to really push, you know, there's independent, but most people don't vote that way. So it's possible people need to start push for candidates who are actually really trying to help and not just trying to get an elected seat, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's true. I feel like that's all true, but it's just you can't control the politician's mind when you have private interests, people with a whole bunch of money, flashing money at them, throwing money at them, funding their whatever bullshit they're just funding them like hey, do this, do that, you know? So I just don't know what to do. And also I feel like us people, we just need to be strapped up, you know? We gotta be able to protect ourselves and stuff. We gotta- uh
1: That's the argument, right? Like some people, it's like a battle. It's like some people be like, no guns. And some people are like, have guns to protect yourself. So it's just like, gotta make up your mind. Like you can't say no guns, but at the same time you're saying, have guns to protect yourself you can't have both because some of these mass shooters and the the, the thing with the the mass shooting is a lot of uh, some of the shooters get some of these guns illegally right um because mass shooting isn't just like shooting up schools it's like even in in the hood and stuff like that where you have drive-bys and things like that so some people are getting guns illegally so it's like how do you control all of that it's it's such a huge issue issue to tackle because there's so many moving parts with it if that makes sense
0: yes it's definitely a lot of moving parts and definitely a lot mm. of things you have to worry about things you have to consider but I'm just like at this point it's just, it got sad that you get to the point where you're just numb to it. it's like damn another shooting oh yeah <laughs> and same, go ahead. It's, yeah, it's just like you just get numb to it. Just say, "Damn, another shooting." Prayers up. We need to stop this bullshit. And a few days later, there's something else that you didn't got distracted by.
1: That's pretty much what what's been going on. That's why a lot of times I don't talk about certain things. Like even the other day, they were having the Johnny Dead and Amber Heard case or whatever. Like I felt like that was. It's like every time, there's something new coming up. And I, I try not to talk about every new distraction that comes up because it's just like, okay, what is it doing? There's still people shooting up the schools, So what are we doing about these people shooting up the schools? If we're just being distracted by everything all the time. Um, now, I will say the one in Texas, I feel like that should have never happened because that 18 year old to me, 18 year old is a kid. Shouldn't be able to buy no AK 47. First of all, nobody should be able to buy an AK 47 because what do you need it for? <laughs> like, what you need an AK 47 for if you're a uh, just regular citizen? It's one thing if you have like a regular gun, like okay, burglar trying to break in your house, you shoot them, but would you need an AK-47 for unless you plan to be shooting up places? You know, like, so I think it's just certain things like that can be tackled a little better, but will they? Who knows? Because actually some of these shooting plays into these politicians' hand. because when you have the people online talking about it, they can look at what the majority are saying and then put that in their talking points, and boom, they get elected.
0: Yeah. At this point with with my elections, I'm like, I'm just like, look, I'm not tired of y'all saying y'all gonna do this, y'all gonna do that. Y'all gotta show me this time because because look at y'all president, Mr. President say you gonna do yeah. this do that. And yet, no, yet nobody's been doing it though.
1: I, I honestly I'm not like, oh, gonna lie, I forget Mr. Joe Biden is the president sometimes. <laughs> I forget. Like sometimes forget. I cannot forget. For-
0: I figure I feel like you forget because you don't have somebody in office making a distraction every damn day. I'm like, damn.
1: Well, yeah. I will say, <laughs> I asked a friend the other day. I'm like, did you like it better that you know, Trump was like visible and in your face or do you like it better with Biden being hidden and you don't know what the heck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I- I'm kind of like,
0: look, I don't know what the hell you up to. Whether you just on Twitter all day and stuff talking shit, or you just actually being a president.
1: <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting this next election to see what talking points he's going to come with, because I think he said he was going to cancel student debt, and all he's been doing to people, I think he's been pushing it back for people. But why do you keep pushing it back? Just cancel it. Like, you don't yes, need. Sir. Obviously, I don't need the money, so just cancel it. But they exactly. won't, cause they're keeping people on a string. They're feeding them. It's like feeding the, the mouse the cheese. Give a little bit of cheese and get them in the trap until election time. You tell them, "Oh, I'm gonna do it next select like, um, next time, next term." Like that's that's what they hit you with. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's some madness. So. So what what, what are you trying to do with your channel for the remainder of the year?
1: Yeah, so I have a few collabs coming up this month, and then um, I'm actually going to do an LA series where I go around LA and just showcase various things in LA, and I actually want to go to the hood in LA. (laughs) a little scared, but I'm going to get get me a, a local to take me there so I don't look like a strange face. And I just want to go there and just show people what LA is is really is. Um, I think people see all the glitz and glamour on TV. But most people, like one of the, the places I take people to when they come visit, I take them to Skid Row. I'm like, um, first, if you don't know what Skid Row is, it's it's where like there's a homeless. Oh, I've seen Skid
0: Row. <laughs> I've seen Skid Row. I was like, oh my goodness! Like uh, we were driving down one night, we saw it. I'm like, holy shit!
1: Yeah, I, I take people there. I'm like, this is LA. Yeah, like they don't really show this on TV. So, um, that's what I want to do. I want to do a series actually showcasing how LA actually is because a lot of people. When they ask me about how I'm doing and stuff, they tend to think like LA is this glitz and glamor place. To me, LA is just a regular city. Is Hollywood here? Sure, but most people are not living some Hollywood lifestyle um, like people think that they are. So I wanna showcase the real of what LA actually is.
0: That's true. That's real. That's real. <laughs> Lastly, why do people need to subscribe to your YouTube channel, Unika?
1: Yeah, subscribe because it's an exciting channel to just watch and listen to, and some of the conversations I have coming up. Um, it's some of the things that I think people need to hear. I talk. I started talking more on relationships. It seems to be kind of a hot topic these days. And I really didn't want to go into it, but I feel like we're at a place in society where a lot of people are very lost out here in the dating market, in the relationship market. Everyone's confused because there's so many rules. And and so those are some of the things I'm like trying to tackle on my channel. Um, I also will have, I made a ghetto mentality video talking about my experience in the hood and coming away from the hood and how I got out and came to where I am. But I'm also going to have other people from the hood come on and share their stories. And um, so I think for my channel, I think people who just look into be more motivated, people who are going through hardships, I face many hardships that I also talk about on my channel, and I have more topics about that coming up. Um, um, overall, to just help people get to a better place, I feel like we're at a weird part in society where a lot of things in social media is not very real. And I feel like I give the real on my channel, I I give the true, the true world, the real world of what's actually happening versus trying to glitz it up like people do on social media. So I think if you want an authentic channel, a channel to motivate you, a channel to help you get through whatever it is that you're going through, then Yanika is the place to be.
0: That's real. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for coming on. Blessing the Liquor Talk with your presence. I definitely appreciate it. I definitely enjoyed this conversation. I'm blessed that you even come on. So thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me and until next time.
0: And listen, like I tell everybody, when you ready to have me on your channel, I might be in Florida, yeah. but I'm just a DM right away. I'm ready. I'm ready to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to do this collab thing. I do a collab. We do a collab here. and Now we got to do a collab on your channel. You know what I'm saying? We got to yeah. do this collaboration thing. We got to work together. So whenever no. you're ready for me, you just let me know.
1: Yes, for sure. I'll get that set up soon. Um have to work out my schedule, but I'll get that set up very soon.
0: All right, cool. And thank you to listeners for listening to Look and Talk. You sat with us for an hour. You done pulled up. You done got lit. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for tapping in. Whether you tapped on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts at, Go ahead and tell a friend to tap in with the look and talk because you need to tap in and you need to go ahead and tell a friend to take a shot and tap in with the look and talk. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we out (laughs) this motherfucker. Be easy and we will see you next time. Bye.